Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and thanks for being with us. Quite a week we've had. Wind control of the House by the skinniest margin this century. Still don't know for sure the final votes. We do know President Trump is running for president in 2024. He made it official this week. And as usual, the president delighted half the country, and the rest of the country is already having a conniption fit. Congressman Jim Jordan and James Comer announced their committees are investigating President Biden and are in possession of damning evidence. Jordan will chair the House Judiciary Committee, Comer the House Oversight Committee, when the new Congress convenes on January 3rd in a month and a half. Hang on to your hat. And yesterday, the venal Marxist Dem Attorney General Merrick Garland announced he's appointed a special counsel to investigate, of course, President Trump. No, I know you were thinking Hunter Biden, but no, President Trump, who, of course, is under investigation by Marxist Democrats up and down the eastern seaboard, New York, Washington, D.C., Georgia, and Florida. We're in the seventh year of the political persecution by the Marxist Dems of President Donald Trump. Garland appointed a former Justice Department employee to lead two investigations as special counsel, both, of course, against Donald Trump, not a single one against Hunter Biden or the president. Effectively, Garland admitted that the January 6th committee failed to link President Trump to any of the Capitol Hill incidents. Smith will try again, of course, investigating the president's role in January 6th and lead another investigation into, are you ready, the Mar-a-Lago search and seizure of the president's papers in his home. That was now more than three months ago. It was then, and it is now clearly a political stunt. Just an attack again on President Trump to support the Marxist Dems in the midterm elections. And so is this special counsel investigation, all politically motivated an attack on Trump by Merrick Garland's crooked boss, Joe Biden. This is incredible, folks, even, even by the disgusting standards of the low-life Marxist Dems. The country, at least half of it, is outraged by the continued Marxist Dems political persecution of President Trump, just when we thought the midterm elections might, just might, resolve some differences and perhaps diminish our division. President Biden, though, demands more division. Voters split down the middle, and so is the Senate and the House. And joining us now is Chris Farrell of Judicial Watch to take up the divide between parties, partisans, the voters, the Marxist Dems, and the Republicans, rhinos and MAGA. Chris Farrell, great to have you with us. Your thoughts? I think that most voters look at the failed Biden administration and all the crazy uh, priorities laid out by Pelosi and Schumer, and they're disgusted, right? They're not interested in Green New Deals, and the January 6th, uh, you know, uh, protest w was not Pearl Harbor. 
and uh, they're looking at the, what they're paying for gas and diesel. They're looking at their grocery bill doubling. They're looking at uh, the crazy socialist CRT garbage being woven into their schools. It's, it's a very different, everything about their agenda is a failure. And uh, they know what they had before under Trump. They look at what they're putting up with now, and they're disgusted. The Marxist Dems are, are obviously the ones who are driving both uh, this puppet president uh, and the Democrat Party. But they're also simultaneously driving a number of agendas. And when you talk about education, uh, they, these yep. people these people are driving an agenda of the abnormal, uh, the deviant, uh, and anything but the decent uh, and American way. It is preposterous uh, that that our national media has moved to them. I, I watched just a little live television in prime time on ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, Fox, and you think, what in the hell? Who are these people, and where did they come from, and where do they live? The fact of the matter is I've never seen people uh, who are behaving the way they do conducting themselves the way they are uh, and making a mockery out of the American family, uh, hardworking individuals, whether they be man or woman, white or black, are a bunch of, at least according to the voice of business, which are the commercials that are in the so-called uh, sitcoms. I, I mean, they're laughing stocks. The only laugh I get is that they put this crap on and actually think, that anyone would waste their time uh, watching this week after week after week. Yeah, de defining defining deviancy down, trying to normalize the perverse and absurd, uh, trying to make everybody think that uh, you know a 12-year-old girl going in for breast removal surgery is something to be celebrated. Uh, you know, uh, embracing criminality where, you know, we're not going to prosecute certain crimes anymore. And then you have this uh, idiot in Pennsylvania running around saying his dream is to open all the prisons. I mean, the average person, the average normal, normal person uh, who's got, you know, a spouse, two kids, a mortgage, a uh, car payment, you know, trying to make ends meet, watching the grocery bill go through the roof, watching crime uh, no, no longer is it an, an inner city urban issue. Crime is in shopping malls and in suburbia at an outrageous rate. Fentanyl overdoses out of control. And they're saying, who has brought us this? Who, who has, has celebrated this as something that's supposed to be, you know, diverse and part of equity and all the other nonsense, the garbage that they're peddling? And they're fed up with it, and they don't want any part of it. They're worried about a, a, a government that's sending 70 billion with a B dollars to Ukraine while we ignore our own border. That's what they're worried about and frustrated with right there. And a, and a corporate media. And when I say a corporate media, I'm talking about the predominant media in this country is owned and controlled by basically six corporations. They have the American people uh, by their ears. Uh, they will only permit you to listen to what they say. They have their hands over your eyes, hoping you won't see what they don't uh, put in front of you on their television sets or your monitors. 
Uh, it is a time in American history at which we have seen a, a mass psychosis created by the most trusted institutions in the country, namely the U.S. government, namely the corporate America, uh, and 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 at one time, even Hollywood was celebrated for its creativity and its uh, dominance in, in world media. It is now nothing more than a cultural extension, a pop culture extension, if you will, of that uh, of that power uh, that is consolidated with one primary purpose, and that is to put disinformation in front of every American to put misinformation in front of every American and to control their lives through media uh, of all kinds, uh, through the through public education and higher education, and of course, good old government. Yeah, you know, and, and these corporate titans, these, uh, these self-anointed ones, you know, it amazes me that they're running these, you know, multi-billion dollar operations and they subscribe to this ESG uh, insanity, which is, you know, counter-capitalist. In fact, it's it's uh, it's Marxist ideology trying to be woven into, uh, you know, the the idea that, that publicly held corporations have to have their their equity score and the, and their their governance and sustainability and their, I mean, this happy clappy. I mean, it's just it's garbage, but it's all. Again, there's a, there's a uniformity of thought. There's not a lot of, I mean, they, they talk about diversity as long as you are diverse in the way that they want you to be diverse. Mm -hmm. If you're actually countercultural, if you say, no, I don't subscribe to all the crap you're putting out. I simply don't believe in it, and I won't participate in it. That's not a diverse point of view. You're then some kind of a criminal, and, that, and that's how they've, they've painted the opposition not as, you know, what used to be referred to as the loyal opposition, but now they're criminals. It is absolutely, to me, uh, mind-boggling to sit here and just think about Kanye West, who's a person I never thought about once uh, in any of his strange <laughs> doings. But, but the fact is, he, this is wrong what's happening. It is sudden. It is swift. It is merciless. And it will be final. Uh, there will be no redemption for this man if the left has their way. Because I, I'm saying the freak show is on its way. The circus has rolled into town, and they're going to make mincemeat of Kanye West. Uh, and they, it, it's, it's just vile to see this venal uh, hostility just directed laser-like against one man's life. Uh, and livelihood. And yeah, they've decided that uh, his remarks, uh, I don't care if you agree with them or disagree with them or anything else. It's his opinion. He's entitled to it. He can say whatever he wants. But instead of that, now they're saying that what he, what he spoke, what he said, that it was dangerous. So now, now they've characterized the language as being dangerous. So now, you know, if somebody's dangerous, what, what do you do to them? Right. Well, if they're a danger. You know, that that is where they shift. That's where they push people. You see the same kind of uh, Stalinist techniques used. Uh, you know, in, the, in this instance, we're talking about 
just little people, right? Not billionaires, but little people like the January 6th defendants. You read, and I know that you've talked to our mutual friend, Julie Kelly, you read some of the confessionals and some of the remarks that people have been essentially forced to say in court trying to get plea deals where they basically recant and uh, attack everything they've ever believed in in their lives in order to get favoritism for the judges to, to lessen their sentencing. To be and, clear, and we're, talking, we're talking about, excuse me, Chris, I just want to explain to the audience a bit. We're talking about uh, between 800 and 900 uh, political prisoners that are being held by the Biden regime uh, yep. with with the full complicity uh, and energy of the federal judiciary over over punishing them, uh, going along with what has been over prosecution uh, by the Department of Justice and their rancidly corrupt left wing uh, prosecutors and attorneys that they've unleashed along with the FBI, of course, uh, it is disgusting. As far as I know, no CEO in the country are not one of their associations that represent their their purest monetary uh, uh, interests. Not the Chamber of Commerce, not the Business Roundtable. They didn't say this is indecent. Where the hell is the ABA? Can they really tolerate and, this kind of thing? We don't have any and, moral. We have no moral leadership emanating from anywhere. Even the preachers in this country are scared to death. And by the way, what they have been going through, one understands why they keep their heads down. No, I was just going to say, you know, one thing facetiously, uh, Kamala Harris didn't do any uh, videos for uh, for raising bail money for these people, which, of course, is what she did do for the Antifa BLM people. Uh, but on a more serious note, uh, there's really creepy details. These public defenders that have been uh, offered to these uh, these defendants, you know, they're giving them assigned reading lists where they they are supposed to go read left wing books and re-examine their lives, and then they come in and they do this sort of confessional routine where they say they've had a chance to re-examine their positions and they uh, repudiate and reject all the ideas that had them be motivated to show up on January sixth. I mean, literally, there's like a Chinese Communist Party concentration camp where they have people go in and they make confessions, uh, rejecting everything they've ever believed in or what they stand for, uh, attacking their past beliefs and what they think is important, a philosophical change of heart, that they've been given reading lists by their by their uh, public defenders, all you know, left left wing, uh, both novels and texts. And, and now they've had a reawakening, and uh, they see the error of their ways, and then they throw themselves on the mercy of the court. This is the creepiest stuff in American jurisprudence. And when you read the details and you see some of these pleas that are made, you realize how the government is destroying people. It is grinding people up in the process. And this is all brought to you by the Biden administration, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Merrick Garland, these are the people that are grinding up American citizens for disagreeing with them. Yeah, and you know, there's some other people grinding, doing some grinding here, too. Uh, we've got to keep the focus, I think, as well, on the national left-wing media. 
and, and yeah. I don't think that the American people truly understand the gravity of what we are facing uh, on the part of these oligarchs. Uh, if, if they were in Russia or Europe uh, or some part of Asia, they'd be, call, they'd be called oligarchs. But here they're just called the CEOs of major corporations, the likes of which uh, you know, they will manage for, I think it's an average of somewhere around five years. They get their money, they get out, uh, and corporate America rolls on. Uh, we have now no basis whatsoever uh, for the Citizens United case, uh, to me, is, is so far beyond uh, its usefulness. These are not American citizens, these corporations, and they should not be permitted the same rights as American citizens. And I'm saying it out loud, and I'm saying it right here, and I want everybody to understand. Anybody who tells you a corporation is a person and has the same citizen rights is a damn fool. And we have got to turn that back. And I know many of the rhinos really believe that that is the case, but it is wrongheaded. It's got to be overturned. And the fight has to start if we have still the opportunity following November 8th. It's got to start now. And we've got to succeed because there's just there's just too much concentrated power in our corporations. Those corporations are as left wing for crying out loud as uh, BLM that they support so uh, eagerly. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's astonishing. And, and by the way, they are as bought into CRT, ESG. Uh, and EID, as anybody could imagine, uh, this is a left-wing moment in history, and the corp and the money elites, the globalist money elites, have bought into it, and they are demanding that you and I and all of our fellow citizens do so at right now. Yeah, there's no alternative. There's no uh, other option uh, available. And if you do subscribe to another option, you do have different beliefs. Well, then you're an extremist, and uh, you know you're you're one of those people, and that puts you in a position to be marginalized, trivialized, uh, even criminalized. And so uh, that is what the American public is faced with. People are afraid to express themselves. They're afraid to tell the truth. They're afraid to air their opinion. Because they, they realize, hey, listen, you know, I don't want to be targeted. I don't want to be put under the microscope. I don't want to have everything I've ever said taken apart and have to explain it, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a wildly intimidating tactic, and they do it deliberately. Well, there's sort of an interesting juxtaposition, too, between two periods. We have moved from a period of the 60s and 70s when uh, it was celebrated, free speech, uh, challenging the orthodoxy uh, and, and individualism uh, was standing tall coming out of an age of conformity, which was the period after World War II. But the United States had won everything. They had won uh, dominion over the world militarily, economically, uh, our media, uh, our, our social uh, virtues, whether celebrated in our churches, uh, uh, our synagogues, whatever. We stood for freedom of speech, freedom for, of religion, human rights. And and now, as we are entering this period of totalitarian, uh, authoritarian uh, politics uh, in which they are demanding conformity once again, but coming off of failure after failure after failure on the part of the West, whether it be uh, the, the wars in Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, uh, you name it. Uh, 
uh, we have failed over the course of time because we have a military that has been drained of its energy, its vitality, uh, and it's, uh, frankly, it's, it's nationalism. Uh, they, they have become forces for good, not American forces. You couldn't be any more correct. Our military is in a very sad, sad state of affairs. Uh, and, you know, one need only look as far as the senior uniformed officer in the form of General Mark Milley, who's a disgrace to his uniform, is a guy who's committed the most egregious treasonous acts since Benedict Arnold, communicating with his red Chinese counterpart and promising to give him a heads up if the U.S. was going to take any military action. He made promises and assurances to him that are, are mind-boggling in, in the scope and scale of what he said to him. And he cooperated with the likes of Bob Woodward, and then he's cooperated again with this person, Glasser. Two different books a year apart. The first one was Peril that Woodward did, and the next one is uh, Divider, the one that just came out about a month ago. And he sat down with these people, gave them quotes, gave them access to draft letters and documents where, you know, he's quoted as saying, you know, with respect to President Trump, you know, F him. Uh, I'll fight him from the inside. That is the very definition of subversion. And so the senior uniform guy in the military is plotting and scheming to fight against the commander-in-chief. He's taking phone calls from Nancy Pelosi, who's not in the chain of command in any way, shape, or form. She's attacking the president. He says, I agree with you 100%. He makes his officers swear an oath that if they get an order from the White House, they check with him first. He's not in the chain of command. It goes from the president to the secretary of defense to the individual services. He's an advisor. He's an important advisor, but he puts himself in this position where you want to talk about insurrection, you want to talk about treason. Mark Milley is your man, and that he, he is the scum of the earth, and he's currently still sitting there as chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Yeah, and, and being celebrated by none other than the uh impaired puppet President Joe Biden and all who inhabit uh, that uh, <laughs> that White House, if you can still call it the White House. Uh, it, it, you, you raise a point, and I know that you've tweeted about this and you've talked about it, but the, this is the era of the open letter uh, as disinformation. Yeah. Uh, and, and the military has just, I guess, had uh, letter envy uh, and decided to catch up with the intelligence community and proffer their uh, form of, uh, uh, of subversion, if you will, by announcing a new conflict in our society. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is really creepy stuff. So two years ago, almost to the day two years ago, he had that uh, letter signed by 51 uh, intelligence officials saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian uh, influence operation. It was disinformation. And those 51 phony SOBs lied through their teeth, and they, they unlawfully influenced the outcome of an election because, surprise, surprise, the Hunter Biden laptop was 100% correct. And, in fact, the more they looked into it, it, it was even worse than they thought two years ago. So setting that aside, we saw the, the improper influence of those intelligence officials, all of whom, frankly, should have their security clearances revoked immediately and permanently. That would dry up their meal ticket because all 51 of those phonies either have their own corporation or they're sitting on boards of corporations 
because various companies around the country love to have, oh, this guy's the former, you know, deputy director of the CIA or this or that. They make that handsomely. They make a huge chunk of change doing that. Anyway, those 51 guys, they, they need to be held accountable. But now we have a new open letter. This one just came out about a month ago. And they have eight former secretaries of defense and five former chairmen of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And they are saying, hey, watch out. We've got a very dangerous civil military environment going on right now. And the military, it must follow orders. But, you know, we're not in a good, good state of affairs right now. We had a very risky, shaky problem back on January 6th. And it's extraordinary times. And they might require extraordinary means. It is a creepy letter. Most of the letter is really kind of a civics lesson in the relationship between the military and the civilian uh, portions of our government under the Constitution. That part's fine. But there's some commentary. There's about five or six points of commentary in that letter. And uh, they basically say, well, you know, uh, I, I walk away with the, the, the impression of, well, if you're going to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, right? And that's what this letter points to, in my opinion. And it came out five, day, five days after Biden's creepy uh, speech in Philadelphia, where he criminalized half the population, half the voting, voting population. That the MAGA Republicans, and they're, you know, they don't support the Constitution, and they don't support the rule of law. They're dangerous, right? That nightmare speech from Biden, five days later, these guys come out with a letter trying to redefine the relationship between the civilian population and the leadership of the military. These guys well, don't do this because they don't have anything else to do this afternoon. In order to, to circle up eight secretaries of defense and five JCS chairmen and get them to agree on anything, uh, it's like herding cats, you know. But they got them together. They drafted up the letter. They signed it. They're not doing that just because they're bored, right? It's not a coincidence. It's not just some stray happenstance where they felt like they wanted to give their opinion to everyone. This is creepy stuff. And I encourage your listeners to go find that letter. You, can, you go to judicialwatch.org, you can see my article on this thing, and you can see the original article. But, well, yeah, just like, just like the intelligence guys put out a letter that was a heads up, I think this is a heads up. Well, I've got a heads up for the, the everybody who signed that letter, uh, those fine generals. Uh, generals need to win wars. These generals aren't winning wars, and they're not comporting themselves as uh, in the tradition of the military. In fact, uh, I think uh, many of them, it's my judgment, my opinion, are in violation of the, unif uh, the Uniform Code of, the mil of Military Justice, in which they are uh, inserting themselves into uh, domestic politics. And they have no business doing it. And I think everyone who did so uh, absolutely violated uh, traditions uh, and uh, the, the code as well. Uh, I, I'm disgusted with them. And I think that and they need to have their little uh, jets, uh, jetliners. They fly around in, taken away from them. Most people don't realize how these uh, four and five, three and four star generals are treated. It's become right. absolutely obscene, uh, and to see, th and then they are the same one, the same who we are saying to our enlisted men right now and women that you've got to file for food stamps, 
if you don't think you're making enough money. The hell with these generals. And people need to understand it's time to talk straight about this. This is obscenity. It is a, it is a, a stain on the uh, traditions of the military. And I don't give a damn who objects to this. I happen to believe it absolutely 100%. And too many politicians are too afraid to speak the truth that they know full well. And it, 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 this is very unpleasant and not something everyone enjoys hearing. But it's a fact that we have not decisively won a war in 77 years. Right? That's the last decisive victory, 77 years ago. And every general officer and every secretary of defense between now and then, you know, at best has fought to a tie or some sort of, a, you know, not with a bang, but with a whimper withdrawal. Uh, the most scandalous, of course, is Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal. But these guys who are, are lecturing us on the civil military environment, they're half the reason why it's as screwed up as it is. But they want to lecture you and tell you what you can expect and that, uh, you know, uh, the, the environment is very difficult. And there's an impact on, on January 6th and what comes from that. It's a horrific letter. People need to read through it and understand what these guys are trying to say. It is, uh, without uh, question, uh, horrific. Uh, and my blood boils to think that these, uh, these generals are, are so anxious for war. They are so anxious to follow the, uh, the politics of the moment uh, and what they see as the civilian culture of the moment, that they think this somehow plays to their hand. And the fact that, of course, uh, without any hesitation, uh, Joe Biden immediately put, uh, I believe, first the 82nd Airborne uh, into the eastern flank, getting ready to do war toe-to-toe with the Ruskies, I suppose. Uh, this man is mental. He's impaired. And everyone in Washington, D.C., the swamp, and I'm talking about both parties, want to pretend he is somehow a coherent, a cogent uh cognitively suited president of the United States. He is the farthest thing from it. He's unfit for office and everybody knows it. The media, the the Democrat Party, the Marxist Dems, uh, he is nothing more than a tool for that cabal that runs the Democratic the Democrat Party. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, Biden doesn't know where he is from one minute to the next. I think is the highlight of the day is you know, running upstairs to the residence and getting his bowl of chocolate chip ice cream. And I think that's really what he what he goes to work for every day. That's kind of the limit of his capacity. And uh, this is, obviously this is, you know, Obama uh, part three. The people surrounding Biden uh, are all Obama retreads. So it's, uh, and of course, you know, Obama's, in hindsight, you know, you look back and you say, you, you pine for the days of Bill Clinton, right? He was more conservative. He was uh, less of a, uh, a grifter and an opportunist and a, a really a, a, a big government socialist than the, Obama, than the Biden administration. Uh, it's a slow motion train wreck. And the problem is you run down the chain of command yeah. and you get Kamala Harris. I mean, that isn't very reassuring. No, it, it's, a, it's a deeply troubling time that we live in. Chris Farrell. Judicial Watch, as always, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for being here, and God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Lou. Great to be with you. Thank you.
Thanks, everybody, and thanks to Judicial Watch's Chris Farrell. Join us here Monday. Congressman Jim Jordan will join us. He's the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Till then, thank you, God bless you, and may God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.